and yet when we have these other relationships, as you talked about with staff, um, with business partners, um, with our, <laughs> our romantic partners, our spouses, um, our family members, they're not disposable relationships mm. or not as disposable. Mm. And so it pays to actually stay a little more open to, well, what might I have in common with this person? Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Hello, Lucy. Recording. We've stuffed it up because your internet was all freezy. Ooh, that'll sound good at the start of the episode. It's going to sound shocking and I'm sorry. Now, you won't know this, Nicole, because we don't listen to our own show. <laughs> no, thank you. And because we record and then I edit, I did something yesterday to the episode. Oh, you're being mean you again. don't know about. What have you done? <laughs> you might have to go and listen to it to I find out. I don't want to. <laughs> It's not, I haven't done anything weird with your voice. Don't stress. Okay. Did you make fun of me? You do that well enough yourself. Thank no, you. I did not make, actually, I just made fun of you then. So no, I didn't do that. Um, I just <laughs> changed, I changed the start of the episode based on something oh. you said last week. Oh, so we're talking and then the jingle comes in. Putting a little snippet of us talking. I found a little snippet. I got, I took oh. a snapshot out of the episode and I put it at the start before the music. That's very cool. I like that you did something different. I hope we didn't shock the crap out of everyone. I press play. <laughs> you were probably like, hang on, why am I in the middle of the episode already? Yeah, don't do that. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this episode is brought to you by crazy things to make you think the world's gone mad, uh, dot com. <laughs> and also a discussion about how difficult it was for us to press record this morning, Coxie, and actually share something impactful, insightful, um, motivational. I've got all the ooze this morning. I do think we take quite a lot of liberty with our fun times and our fun episodes. And so this morning I'm really tempted to have a bit of a blur episode because, you know, as the hosts of our own podcast, we could make that call. And yet somehow we've pressed record and we're going to do a good thing and give you some little note of wisdom to take into your day today. Oh, I thought we were just going to have a big personal download. No, we're and... not. <laughs> we did that already. Damn it. Hang on. I've got to think something serious. We were going to talk about values and how yes. we all have our own set of values. And even if, even if I think actually, and we didn't talk about any of this before we went to air, I think about you and I and our values very closely align. I think about myself and the builder and myself and my children and all of our values very closely align. And yet we all have our own filter through which we view our values or assign our values to various, I guess, life things. We all think about them just that little bit differently. So I think it's one of those areas in life that's totally unique to every single person that we ever come into contact with, which is a little bit scary and not. And challenging, I guess, because mm -hmm. the way I feel people see the world and certainly 
I speak for myself in this regard and just based on observational studies over the last <laughs> 48 years yep. is we tend to look at the world through our own lens mm. and accidentally, unwittingly, and mostly erroneously assume that everyone else thinks like we do. Mm. We hear it from our clients and our tradiepreneurs all the time that, well, they don't like this particular marketing strategy because it feels icky or it seems pushy or they don't they don't like posting on social media because they don't spend any time on there and they, therefore their clients don't either. Mm-hmm. And it's that it's that conclusion or assumption that we make that, well, I don't, therefore no one else will. Yep. Or I like this, therefore my clients do. And that is actually not true. It's not even close to the truth. No. Just have a look at... Uh, as you take <laughs> selfie speaking of values. <laughs> well, you reminded me, sorry. Uh, take a look at social media and the differences in opinions and the reactions people have when someone has a different opinion to them. Mm. That should give you some insight into the fact that we are all different, even if we have similar values as mm. do you and I and and my wife and I and my mother and I and look even my brother and I and yet there are some other things where we differ on our views or beliefs fundamentally and they can make or break relationships to be honest yeah it can be really challenging actually that's a very valid point that you make it can be super challenging to find a groove or a, a vibe if I use the young people's language with um, somebody who has seriously conflicting values to you. It can be very challenging to find some commonality and a way to move forward. I had a lot of experience with this um, working pharmacy. We had a lot of um, people on the methadone program. So you'd spend a lot of time with recovering drug addicts and their, their values, and I'm speaking quite, you know, broadly and only within my experience just the same for the most part their values had changed or been challenged over the years and so therefore were quite different to mine and quite different in the most part for all of them than what they were brought up to have it's really Mm. fascinating and so it's very hard to find some commonality but if you took and i use but mindfully there if you if you took the time to dig around and find some different areas that you could talk about or some different areas to learn about from them seeking first to understand you would be surprised every time to find that there are commonalities that you can share there are stuff from their childhood or there are you know that one value they held on tight to through through their addictions that managed to get them to this other side where they were seeking recovery Um, so you did have that opportunity to spend that really I guess similar time together that's not the right word what's the word help me here Warwick Mm. that that time together in which you could sit within a value or an ideal that was similar and I think that if we take the time with just about anybody we could find something that we have in common that we can base the relationship on or grow the relationship from whereas I feel like in our busy world and I know even I've done this myself I just I'm probably quick to drop off or shut it down where I don't see an easy fit or an easy alliance. Mm. And yet with team and building teams and building businesses and dealing with clients, that doesn't actually work. We need to 
take the time to find those commonalities that we can build upon and create a relationship with knowing that we're not going home with them, knowing that I'm not waking up next to them, knowing that I'm not going to see them 24 seven. Sure. If their team, I'll be with them quite a bit, the clients, it'll be a little bit. And yet there are still ways that you can push forward in what could be a little challenging and yet quite rewarding. Yeah. Uh, I was picturing as you were languaging that Coxie, um, the opportunity we have and, and I guess this is probably more so in a pre-COVID um, society without the restrictions and the social distancing and everything where we would interact with lots of different people in our day-to-day life. And we have the ability and, and the luxury of not associating, not associating mm-hmm. with people who we don't feel that commonality with. Um, psychologists and, and neuro-linguistic programming um, practitioners call it rapport. When we talk mm. about having rapport with someone, that just means you feel like you've got stuff in common with them, whether it's common looks, common beliefs, um, common background, common life experience, common car ownership, whatever you like. Um, those things build rapport and a feeling of comfort with that other person. So in day-to-day life, we tend to just... You know, we brush past people that we're not going to associate with and have a, have a, a lasting relationship with. And I guess we do that on social media as well to some extent. Mm-hmm. It's problematic because we think we know what their beliefs and everything are based on what they post. Um, and I think people are a little bit sloppy online these days with what they share. They would not share that stuff publicly with, you know, five million people in a stadium. And no. yet they share it on social media. That's a whole nother episode. Uh, and yet when we have these other relationships, as you talked about with staff, um, with business partners, um, with our, (laughs) our romantic partners, our spouses, um, our family members, they're not disposable relationships Mm. or not as disposable. Mm. And so it pays to actually stay a little more open to, well, what might I have in common with this person? Where could we find some rapport? Maybe, you know, maybe I'm a 40-something white guy living in a middle-class relationship, et cetera, et cetera. I don't feel like I have much in common with a 22-year-old uh, apprentice who's got piercings and tats and a mullet. Um, and says, Are you talking about my boys? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if, if that person is my employee yeah, and I'm working closely with them every single day, it makes sense for me to perhaps look past my own lens and look past my own view of the world and what I think is important being my values mm. and actually stay a little open-minded to how other people might see the world. And we've had a number of these conversations lately, Coxie, with clients who mm. are just flabbergasted at how to deal with people who are different to them mm. and... And for you and I, it's easier because we sit outside of those dynamics as coaches and mentors and we can say, well, how do you know that this person is not going through X, Y, Z or that they're not feeling this fear or whatever? And you can just see the light bulbs popping on in the rooms in the brain for our clients uh, going, oh yeah, I never thought of it like that or I didn't see it that way. And to me, that's a classic sign that They've been looking through their own set of binoculars. It's, um, I have so much to say on this issue. It is incredibly <laughs> challenging. And I think 
because I was a young mum, therefore my kids are the age most of the staff we talk about are very similar to, you know, they range from 25 down to 17. Um, I see a lot of those similar behaviours that they talk about. And so my children have done a really good job of educating me that there might be more going on, that there might be more that they're carrying or, or even though I'm a very big part of their lives, we have fantastically close relationships. I'm not privy to everything that goes on in the world. And it surprises me time and time again when they're acting out or they're being disrespectful or they're not behaving the way that I've asked or they're not doing what I've told them that they need to do. Time and time again, when I push and probe and to fall back on the fundamental principle, I think that can make changes to so much of what we do in life, seek first to understand. Um, I have the opportunity to see that actually there's more going on. You know, it might be, and remembering that everything is relative. To me, it might not mean anything much that the the boys' girlfriends are no longer talking to them. It might not mean anything. It's not a big deal. It's life. Hey, I've got an extra 25 years perspective on you. I can see that everything's going to be okay. And yet for them in their moment, in the relativity of where they're at, um, it is the most important thing for them right now. I, sh- I shared a really interesting story about one of my boys that I, I think I can tell I'm going to tell anyway because I'm mum. And I think it relates a lot to where a lot of our employers are at at the moment. There's a lot of stuff going on with poaching of staff and increasing in wage rates and some difficulties around, I guess, communicating and keeping hold of good staff. And I explained that my son was in great job in sales. He quite liked the person he worked for. She was a reasonable boss. I wouldn't say that, that, you know, it was a brilliant relationship, but she did a reasonable job. It was a very comfortable job to be in. He had um, great friends in his workplace. He made an, a standard rate, a, a reasonably standard rate. But this child of mine has huge aspirations and dreams and he wants them right now. He's very hungry to move forward to where he wants to be. And so he gave all that up for a job that's high pressure, it's physically demanding, extremely uncomfortable, very draining on his private life, all so that he could earn twice as much as he was earning at the first job. And still that's not, you know, I think for a 19-year-old, 45 bucks an hour as a base rate is a lot of money. And it's not as much as some of us are arguing about with our team members at the moment. And when I look at that, it would have been very easy for his employer to become quite offended. I, I know that that would be upsetting to think, well, why, you know, we've spent all this money training you, we've got you up to this great spot, I'm giving you bonuses, you've got a car to drive, all of the things you would perceive that a kid would want. But nobody had the conversation to understand what he actually just really wanted was fast track on the money so that he could buy into the business that he wants to be a part of. And so it's not personal and it's not about anything other than his goals and dreams and aspirations. And there's nothing anybody could have done other than offer him the same money, and that wouldn't have been practical for that business reasonably, to keep him in that spot. So therefore it just becomes transactional. And I don't, I think that, you know, I understand I've been in that situation as an employer. It can become very challenging to understand the, the selfish needs of each person we deal with on a day-to-day basis. And I use selfish mindfully. It doesn't have to be a negative word. I think it'd be quite a positive word. I am only thinking about myself as a person. I, I sure, I have thoughts and feelings for my clients, my, my husband, my children, whoever it might be. But fundamentally, it's about, okay, well, well what do I need to do 
to move forward to get where I need to be. Well, that's exactly how your team is thinking. Just like you are thinking as a business owner about what you need to do with your business and how you need to move it forward, your team are solely thinking about themselves and, you know, the fact that girlfriend's not talking to them or they need a higher rate of pay so that they can go out and purchase into another company or whatever it might be. And it's a challenging thought and it's hard to find a way to sit comfortably with that and yet it's just a reflection of how where our values, even though they may be similar, um, can be applied very differently at any day and any time. That was a big rant. I'm not even sure if I need to say anything other than uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that you're a superstar and you'll find something else to say. Yeah, I um, I was actually thinking about my, my late father uh, as you were speaking, Coxie, and just listening and thinking at the same time about this topic and about this issue. And, you know, I always felt like dad didn't understand me. Yes. And didn't take the time to ask me questions and, uh, you know, truly dig into how I felt as a 16-year-old or a 19-year-old or a 42-year-old or whatever it might have been. And (laughs) I realise... And I, I guess I know this inherently, but, you know, the realisation came back to me is that you know, I could be critical of, of my dad, who was a bit older, uh, looking at me through his lens and his yeah. traumatic childhood and the mm-hmm. hardship that he went through that I never experienced as a kid in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet I was doing exactly the same, feeling, you know, looking at him through my lens as what many people would think was a privileged childhood and a, and a good upbringing and, you know, very fortunate life, good schooling, everything provided, all that sort of stuff. And so we often forget that the other person is looking at us through their lens. We're looking at them through our lens and you just end up with a shit show in the middle mm. um, because neither party is actually mindful of the fact that we cannot understand another person really no people that say oh believe me i understand it's like do you Mm -hmm. uh now i think there's a there's a place for that sort of language Mm. and i think sometimes we we can express our our level of understanding but i think you know we have to remember that we are not them and they are not i you know we, we can't know what they're thinking and feeling and what they've been through and so that's where I think asking questions and being um, very open to inquiry and listening to other people seems to be a bit of a lost art. Mm. And ironically, we don't listen on a podcast because it's a one-way mm. spoken medium. You know, we just talk at you listeners. And I've said before on the show, and I think Coxie's mentioned it as well, as we record episodes, I'm sitting here picturing you listening to this show listening to us talk about this topic and I'm trying to imagine as hard as I can all of you out there listening to us thousands of people wondering what situation you're in what your family situation's like what your relationship with your spouse is like your kids how your business is going what sort of problems you're facing in your local market what your subbies are doing to you or with you as we record because I want to try and have that understanding Mm. And I think a lot of us just get, I don't know if it's laziness or 
we're too busy or we're too worried or scared or self-conscious about doing that stuff because that means we've got to be vulnerable. I'm not sure what the answer is, Coxie. Um, and that's my little uh, 20 cents worth on your your big thread there. Look at our little rants this morning. <laughs> I into a meaty episode for you listeners. I hope Absolutely. that you were able to um, find something in there to remind you t- that your perspective is yours and yours alone. Mm. And you have a great opportunity as a business owner to learn about other perspectives and to, I guess, fundamentally come back to the the one principle or there's two principles in one. Seeking first to understand, then to be understood, and to remember the triangle of possibilities. There is always a possibility that something, an alternative or something different could work, or maybe the possibility is the way you're thinking is the best solution for the outcome of that particular issue or problem. And I would encourage you, as Warwick just did, to continue to remain open to what those possibilities might be because you just never know what you're going to find out. If you want to find out more (laughs) about yourself, uh, and about how to be, um, I guess, a version of yourself that's going to create more of the results that you want. I'm careful not to say a better version of yourself because that implies that you're not a good person. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that because I don't know you. Right. But if you do want to find out more about how to make change, how to um, pursue some of these things that we talk about on the podcast, not just in today's episode, um, we have some resources, we have some ways you can get in touch with us, access more of our content. The easiest way for you to do that is to head over to the website. Uh, We'll pop the link in the show notes for today's episode in the description there Um, and just hit the link. It's tradiesinbusiness.com.au forward slash free because we're all wonderful tight asses together. We're all in this tight asses (laughs) together. Uh, But there is some free stuff there. Um, You can grab our 30-day challenge calendar that we're running at the moment. Um, there's a bunch of other resources and there's some ways that you can actually get in touch directly with Coxie and I if you want to understand us. Well, that's a mind feel. Good luck with that. <laughs> Don't do that. It's scary. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.